Good morning, my Liz. Good morning, and how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm uh, I'm good today. I was pretty burnt out yesterday. We had a wedding on Friday night. Got home around three thirty, bed around four. Another wedding on Saturday. <laughs> the yeah. Same thing. And then usually on the Sunday, I'm I'm burnt. I'm tired. It's long, but we, oh my God, we were at um, a sugar camp out in Regal on Saturday. What a beautiful place. It's wow. like stepping into another world, like you're stepping into the oldie worldy thing. Mm -hmm. Really, really nice. But it was an hour and uh, about an hour or so drive home after yeah. we had finished playing at 1.30, packed up till 2.30 and then drove home. So it was, wow. uh, it was a long weekend, but uh, it was fun. Nice. So that was I, kind of I, what I did. <laughs> I had a very long weekend too, except that um, if you can see behind me, I mean, there's <laughs> like a whole bunch of things. I don't know what I was thinking. I saw this uh, this lot of office furniture with dividers and everything, you know, for sale on on uh, on marketplace, and it was like super cheap, and it had like four cubicles and the desks and everything. So I thought. Oh, wow. I got to get that. Like that's anyways, it all came in bits and pieces. I don't know how the hell I'm going to put this together. <laughs> yeah. I get a, I get a video message from Julia last night, showing me around the office and she's going, what did I do? <laughs> I was like, what was I thinking? Like, yeah. it, like it has no instructions. It has only <gasps> like the pieces oh. here and there. And I'm like, I got pictures, but to guide me but that's pretty much it so if anybody out there knows how to do the divider things you know please reach out to me i'll i'll, I'll gladly take the help <laughs> wow but there's um, got to be like numbers that match uh -uh. up or something. no there's nothing? there's nothing like i have pictures that's all i got but i'll i'll i'll, I'll make it happen well my poor husband you know 60 hour week at work and then he he uh he, he has his home. days off and and I asked him to go get that. It took like my son and him like four hours to load it and because it oh, had yeah. to to fit in a little cube van. Everything had to fit. So they had to really stri strategically place every yeah. every bits and pieces. Anyway, so hey, we have a great show today. We have uh, our first of three installments with the um, some of the uh, people running for council. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have today, hopefully, um, I haven't heard back from one of them, but we have Claude McIntosh that is here for sure. We have Carol Boileau who is here for sure. And uh, Claude Poirier is supposed to be here as well. So hopefully he'll make it. And then next week we'll have a whole bunch of other ones. And the 17th, we have a, a whole bunch of other ones as well. And tonight is the first debate. I know there's going to be a labor council debate as well uh, in, in the near future. But tonight is the first, uh, the chamber uh, debate that's going to be broadcasted on Kojiko as well as uh, anybody can attend. So uh, you can go to the Best Western at five. So it's from five to seven is going to be the candidates. And then from seven to nine is the mayoral, mayoral candidates. candidates. So. Yeah. It's and my son is voting for the first time this year. He's super oh, excited. Yeah. He's going to come to the debate with us tonight. And uh, it's his first time voting. He's like, he's psyched. Yep. Anyways, there's a, and there's a lot of choice of people to vote for this year. So there folks, is absolutely <clears throat> check out all the answers on the, the seeker.ca. We asked everybody questions and it'll help to get to know the candidates. So, yep. And if you have questions for anybody to this morning, uh, you can uh, just type them in the 
message box below uh, or the comment box below, I should say, mm -hmm. and then we'll ask our guests uh, to answer your questions. We'll display them on screen and they can they can answer. Uh, but before that, we have another guest this morning, Maylise. Yeah, we have Angel from Canadian Mental Health Association. Mm -hmm. Good morning, Angel. Good morning. How well I know how you are. Tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. And Julia, I'm here to to the rescue. I have a contact <gasps> of a very good handyman. <gasps> okay. Who's very very uh, affordable. Who could definitely help you out with your oh good my together. issue. Yeah. Okay. I can send that to you privately and uh, great, great, and awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that'll help her mental health situation. Definitely help you reduce your stress. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm looking at this like it's a ten thousand piece puzzle. You know, I'm like, yeah. oh lord. I feel yeah. it. <laughs> so, Angel, it's always nice to see you. What are you coming to talk to us about today? Okay, so uh, I don't know if everyone uh, knows, but it is officially Mental Illness Awareness Week. It's a week-long campaign to educate Canadians on the realities of mental illness. So that started on Saturday, October 2nd, and will run till the 8th. Um, and there's lots of things going on, well, quite a bit of things going on this week to uh, acknowledge uh, the, the week as well. Okay, so what are some of the things that you are doing? I know like the mood walks are gonna be starting again. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so we've decided to launch. Uh, we changed it up a little bit. We did uh, in the spring, my lease knows we did a, yeah. an eight week program based on the feedback. Uh, people said that they could probably participate if it was a little bit shorter. Um, so we decided to change it to seasonal walks. So fall, winter, spring and summer. Mm -hmm. uh, so we this month is Mental Illness Awareness Week. So we're launching this week our fall themed mood walks. Uh, so we have our French program on Fridays and our English program on Tuesdays. Uh, and uh, if we can share some information on pe how people can register. But we've partnered with our community health uh, um, organizations here, Seaway Valley for the English and Centre de l'Estrie for the French. So I could definitely make that information available. Uh, both walks start at La Mouder Park uh, this week. So the, the English will be tomorrow morning at 8.45 a.m. in front of the stairs. And the French will be at the same location at 1.30 p.m. And then from there, we can let people know how they can keep uh, joining us each week and where we'll be located. Awesome. Yeah, and, that, and it was awesome. Like I did the eight-week program. I got to most of them. It was mm -hmm. it was really, really nice. It was a good, good program. Got I really people. tried my best every week <laughs> I tried. And Ladies are busy. <laughs> but the Wait, idea but the, there was the whole COVID thing too. I was still very uh Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People it, were just it, starting to get back out yeah. at that time. So um what else? So I, well, I have with me the oh, huh, is this the good angle? There we go. Yep. The Ovieux de Luth dinner fundraiser happening all day. This is our fourth annual, and I have to say thank you to Alexandre Paradzi, the owner of Ovieux de Luth, who offers to support us with this event every year, along with other organizations. We're not the only organization he supports, um, but we're fortunate to have this event. After four long years of a sabbatical, mm -hmm. uh, we're back in person, so we're really hoping to see a good turnout. And again, we're still, you know, we're still experiencing a pandemic, so we will have uh, restrictions in place, of course, for people to feel safe. Masks are welcome. Um, 
disinfecting and distancing, of course, that will happen at this event. Uh, so what happens is people come in between 11 a.m. and 9 p.m., so all day, anytime, not just at mealtimes, and enjoy one of three meals. So that would be pork souvlaki, chicken brochette, and the shrimp platter. You're not getting a bill that day. Instead, what we're asking you to do is make a donation to the Canadian Mental Health Association. There'll be live entertainment. There'll be a raffle. There'll be a silent auction. And every hour, we will be, if you attend, your name goes into the ballot box and we'll draw a door prize. And the things that we're drawing this year are amazing. Massage, um, mm. comedy tickets, oil changes. So things that people really need, um, those will be the door prizes throughout mm -hmm. the day. And there's no tickets for that. That just you attend, you get entered in the door prizes. Awesome. Okay, so this is taking place this coming Wednesday. This coming Wednesday. Yeah. Yes, and you don't have to register. Just attend um, anytime. And uh, we we really hope to see the community come out in large numbers. The funding that we'll receive from this program, from this day, goes right back into programs like Mood Walks, Living Life to the Full, which helps people recover from this pandemic. Because mm -hmm. we know that there is no health without mental health. And, and now more than ever, I think Canadians realize that after this pandemic. It's been, um, it's been a tough couple of years. And the new data that's come out from a, a survey, Angus Reid put out a survey uh, just recently, saying that people have said that they are experiencing maybe not mental illness, but are struggling with their mental health. One in three Canadians have identified that. Sadly, 40% of Canadians say that they can't access mental health supports. Yeah. So, you know, this is a week to really raise awareness about that. Um, that's, uh, the, so if you, if you Google the um, mental illness awareness week, so it's Canadian Alliance and mental illness, mm -hmm. MIAW.ca, you can add your voice, you can share, they, they have made a, a campaign, um, like a campaign for mental illness awareness week with social media uh, sharing in French and in English. And that's some of the statistics that they're, they're highlighting is for people who can make a difference, funding, you know, at different levels. We need this um, mm -hmm. because a lot of people are saying they need help, but they can't access the help. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a reality. And I, I want to mention that, that, you know, yes, we have great organizations out there like Canadian Mental Health, but those organizations need support to be able to meet the demands that we're that we're seeing as well as other you know our hospital and other services mm -hmm. awesome well um on that note i will say we'll see you on wednesday angel yes well, <laughs> yeah. Ladies there. Uh, yeah we'll go and we um well we used to go away eh, uh, to we we, did. Deleuze. we 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 uh yeah we used to to go for various fundraisers i love the way they're doing their stuff it's it's really uh enjoyable <laughs> so we'll see you on wednesday and um have a great week uh for mental uh illness, mental illness. yeah and folks yeah. don't forget the mood walks starting yeah. tomorrow yeah just show up show up and if everybody's in need of some immediate supports i just want to say you can text 686868 to talk to a counselor immediately and what and there's lots of great immediate resources at Wellness, to wellness Together Canada. 
Okay. Everything you need, immediate access. So awesome. just want to share that because I know people are in need of support. So thank you for having me. Have a wonderful day. You, you too, too, Angel. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Always nice to speak to Angel. She's always in a great mood. She is. She's kind of very uplifting. Now, yeah. the, mood, the mood walks are great. I did do most of them. And uh -huh. it was just nice, nice to get out and walk for one hour. Yep, yep. All right, so um, I'm going to bring our next guests on. So um, Mr. Poirier, unfortunately, is still not backstage. Okay. So I'm not sure what happened. But here's uh, Claude McIntosh and Carol. But I think Carol is frozen. Oh. Carol? Oh, no, you're not frozen. Oh, no. Okay, no. you're moving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> frozen. Good morning, guys. Morning. Good morning. So, um, as part of the municipal elections, we've uh, we've asked questions to all the candidates, and we're also having a chat with most of them uh, today. And like I said before, mon next Monday, the tenth, and Monday the seventeenth, we're going to try to have as many as we can and chat with as many as we can. So I'm going to go with ladies first. I'm going to talk to Carol, and I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself and tell our people why you are running. Uh, I'm Carol Boileau, and I am in a wheelchair. I've been in the Accessibility Committee for now eight years and the Transit Committee for four years. It's really encouraged me to, to get on council because I've been attending some council uh, meetings before the, co before the COVID, but... Um, and I, I was always there sitting in the back and saying, gee, if only, if only I could get my word in, I could say something or uh, encourage. I, right? I had to talk to the other counselors to try to get my words or my concerns in. And some things got went through, which I'm happy about, but I just think I could do more if I was around the table. And uh, I think uh, my, my issues are mostly everything that include is included in safety and affordability of living in Cornwall. So that's, that could be anything from sidewalks, uh, broken sidewalks, holes in roads, uh, there's no removal. It could be um, just, just anything, uh, the water meters, anything that deals with money or safety. That's, those are my concerns. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. And Claude, well, um, I think most of our guests will know you already. Okay, I just want to thank Carol for all her work uh, in the background on accessibility of things. You've done some great work, Carol. And believe me, uh, Council does listen to your needs. Can't get everything done at once, but we're working on mm -hmm. it. In fact, uh, Manon Lebeque won an award one year at the clerk for her work in accessibility and making the city more accessible. I think you have to admit, or we all have to admit, that the city is more accessible than it was maybe 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. So we're moving in the right direction. And uh, thank you for pushing us. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been in council eight years. Uh, before that, I was a journalist. I uh, didn't always live in Cornwall. I lived in Sarnia, Windsor, and Chatham. So I've been around a bit. Uh, when I retired, I decided to get into politics at the municipal level because I've always for years, I covered it, so I had a bit of an inside uh, feeling for it. Uh, why am I running again? I really thought about this in this last year. Do I want to do it again? But there are so many things going on. Uh, 
that I want to be part of. Uh, we all know the announcements that made in the last year, and I really believe Cornell's going in the right direction. We're a different community than it was 20 years ago, and I think things are only going to get better. I really want to be part of it. And when it comes to council, uh, you know, we have meetings twice a week, a month that are televised, but the real work is in the committees, and that's what I really enjoy. I serve on eight committees, and uh, that's being down in the trenches where the work is really done and without recognition. Anyway, I'm back in the race. <laughs> eight committees. That's... Well, when you're retired... You oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you're retired, you have time, apparently. Right. I, I, apparently. Don't I know. I, I look at some of the guys at council, and they have full-time jobs, young families, and I sometimes wonder, man, what a commitment. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely a very noble commitment. That That's the reason I'm not running is because it's the two time consuming like I still have young children and I'm like nah until they're grown up man I don't <laughs> think I can do that anyways um yeah kudos to both of you for putting your names in the hat it's very very um commendable um so there was a few questions that we we've asked you guys and um one of them that uh really touches a lot of people is the um affordability for housing and i know that we there's limited things that we can do um to you know prevent people from coming to cornwall and buying the houses and renovating them but how can we um make sure that the the government steps in and 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 kind of stops what's happening right now in our cities carol you can leave with us <laughs> you want me to go ahead? I will. Go, go ahead, Claude. Oh, okay. Uh, affordability is uh, um, ambiguous in some ways. Uh, what what it might be affordable for me isn't affordable for somebody else. And uh, I, I'll point out that the city has taken great steps to move ahead with this affordability issue. We, uh, we're, as you noticed on 9th Street, uh, we're building that project and we're and this will be followed by another one on Pitt Street. And in total, there'll be 84 units. That means 84 families will be moving into affordable housing. It really is affordable. Uh, you have, must remember, too, that we're partners with the United Counties on this. So the pie is so big, the counties gets their share. Uh, there's another project coming up, then, I believe, in Morrisburg. And we get our share. So we can't take the biggest piece of the pie. Um, the... Uh, uh, I, I think the investment in this one in Cornwall is about $30 million. Is there more to do? The secret to building affordable housing through Cornwall Housing is having to acquire land, and they call it shovel-ready. And fortunately, with these two projects, when the government says, you can go ahead, we're ready to go. we got the land, and that's the secret to it. So we, as we bring these 84 units online, at the same time, we have to be looking around for uh, pieces of property that we can buy and hold it till uh it comes around um it's a big chunk of money to spend 30 million dollars but uh i think we're moving in the right direction with these two projects one's going to be uh what we call stack houses and the other one is um, townhouses i believe so uh uh and the on the other issue when it comes to it's sort of tied into this is the uh what do we do with how, what we call the slum landlords for lack of a better mm -hmm. term and i think the city made a great the council made a great move when it said, well, you know what, we don't want to go to licensing. We'll go to a different system. And 
the fire department inspectors and bylaw people and electrical inspectors and plumbing inspectors are going to set up a bit of a, a hit squad, for lack of a better term. And they're going to target certain areas of this town. We all know where they are. And they're going to have a, a, a sweep and go through there. And they're going to be writing up uh, notices to landlords. You have so many day, days to get this done, and we're coming back to take a look, and you better get done. And I think that's a good move. It's not the, the landlord licensing thing would have cost us about 1.2 million a year to operate. This really isn't cost us anything. We're using city resources, and I think that's going to be a bit of an improvement too. But uh, we're not the only city in Ontario or Canada with an affordable. No, ab absolutely, and, and, and it's yeah, going it's, everywhere. It's. it's I, I, you know, I look at the rents and I've been on the rental market for 50 years. I can't believe some of the rents. I'm going like, wow, if a person's on a low income family, how do they do it? And with food costs and everything else. So, um, yes, it's a big issue, but I think it's not being ignored by this council. That is good. That's good. Um, we were talking about those areas. You're talking about those areas. So we know that uh, DevCore has given, like, has made a huge investment in, in Cornwall. Um, they've, I mean, every day I, I, get, I go out and I see a new DevCore yeah, sign up. But um, that raises the issue of, like, gentrification. Like, is it, like, are, are you not worried that it's displacing people that have already issues um with housing and taking those buildings and like you know mm -hmm. is 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 there the concern for council because it's uh, great to to attract new people mm -hmm. but we need to retain our our existing people mm -hmm. as well yeah, very good question and a uh, logical question um devcor has uh, moved in a cautious way if i use a, the, the term Unlike another uh, person on Cumberland Street, a, a landlord who decides to kick everybody out. Yeah. Def Corps, you, you know, they seem to be going through a, when they buy a unit or a building, uh, methodically going through and renovating two or three at a time. Uh, we can't stop Def Corps or anybody mm -hmm. from purchasing. Uh, I'd like to point out too that the billion dollar investment they moved to the city from Ottawa uh, involving that center, which is now the Dev Center. Uh, they have promised that some of those 2,200 units are going to be geared for uh, modest, modest uh, income families. And uh, again, we can't force them to do it, but they seem to be committed to that. That's and where that's you heard it, Mylise. You yeah. had heard something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Um, it's, it's impressive. Like when you read it, the project, it's, it's super impressive what they're planning on doing with it. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'll move up to another question that Carol, you already kind of answered a little bit. Um, so hold on, where is it? It, it was about um, Jesus. I was just going to say about uh, one thing I'd like to stop is getting too many condos coming in town because it uh -huh. seems to be rising the prices of the other rents all over around and we're trying to equ equate the big city and it's a lot of the landlords come from the big cities yeah and then that's the problem we can't equ equate cornwall with toronto or, or ottawa <laughs> there you go let's hear what carol has to say go <laughs> so um 
I wanted to ask about uh, diversity and inclusion, move on to uh, diversity, inclusion, and uh, accessibility. Um, so we know you've, you've worked on accessibility. Um, what kind of stuff have you accomplished? Like what have you, what have you done to make this city more accessible and more inclusive and more diverse? Well, for me, I know that I had mentioned a few years ago, about three, three, four years ago, about uh, a sidewalk, a, a bus stop on corner of 11th and McConnell. There's a bus stop there, but there was no sidewalk. I said it was unsafe. That's the bus stop I, I had to take to take the regular city bus. And the, I said I had to go either cross at McCune or go on the road where it was very dangerous because there's that curve where people just go from the north, go to 11th and turn very fast. So I said it would be nice to have a sidewalk there. Well, about a year later, they added up a sidewalk from McConnell right up to Sydney. Wherever there wasn't a sidewalk, they added a sidewalk all the way through. So that's something I think I had a word in, even though I wasn't around the table. I did mention it uh, at the Accessibility Committee, and I did mention it to a few councillors when I went to meetings. Uh, also, there was a sidewalk on um, Marlborough is really bad. Uh, it was bad from 2nd to 7th. They did renew from 4th to 7th. There's a new sidewalk from 4th to 7th on the west side, but now they need to renew the one from 2nd to 4th near Parisian Manor. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a few other things. Uh, there's a there's a washroom, like there's a washroom missing an accessibility button at the at the um, aqua aqua center. So, you know, it's things like that. Uh, it's supposed to be changed. Um, the entrance to the complex, they're thinking of changing it to make it more like the um, the Benson Center. So because of the ramp is, is a little dangerous in the winter. So um, there's things that I have been able to do without being on council, but still, I think I could do so much more if I was there. <laughs> okay. And Chloe, what about you? What a what kind of stuff, what kind of steps? And that could be even like, I'm not even saying necessarily on council, but I'm saying, what do you do on a daily basis to um, improve accessibility, inclusion, diversity um, in on or off council? Well, you know, Carol makes a good point. That, uh, she brought this up. And I was going, I'll go back to where I say committees are so important. Uh, they're really an advisory body to the council. And I used to, joke with Bernie that come on with that. The council meetings were that was showtime. The committee meetings where everything's done. Um, so uh, she brought two or three issues up and uh, they were taken care of through the committee going to council and council moved it on to municipal works or whoever, whichever department handles that. Um, as in the entrance of the complex that the Carol talks about, that's been on the books for a while. I don't I think it comes down to money. Uh, it was taken out of the budget, I believe, twice now. Uh, it's It'll probably be put back in uh, for this upcoming budget, whichever council has to deal with that. And uh, there's some real challenges coming with inflation and rising interest rates and everything else. But overall, I think the city, I think Carol would agree with me, the city's not doing too badly when it comes to making things more accessible. Um, there's a lot of areas we still got to pull up our socks and take care of. But overall, I think that this council has uh, has not ignored the problems. Uh, 
they, they're quite uh, aware of them. And, it, you know, so many times it goes down to that terrible thing called money. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it's a reality that everybody uh, deals with. There's always a budget. There's always like, <laughs> uh, you need more money to make more more stuff, but nobody wants tax raises. So, yeah, right. yeah. I know at the accessibility plan, a lot of it was supposed to be city property was supposed to be accessible, but I'd like to expand it to be the whole city be accessible, because the older the older buildings. Like the, we can't do anything to the the old stores that have a step to get in, or restaurants oh. that have a step to get in. So there are ramps available. So I'd like to see a program or some kind of initiative for the businesses to buy a ramp, a special ramp to get into their business. Either that, or or shave it down so that it's smooth to get in. Uh, I know. Um, I think there's a few that did it already on Pitt Street. They shaved it for a smooth surface, but uh, it needs to be more more accessible all over yeah. the city. And for yeah. diversity, well, I, I'm for everybody, so I'm not. Uh, I, I'm uh, I'm not prejudiced to anybody, and I I, I have uh, I'm friendly. I went to. I went to the orange, uh, the orange shirt day on Friday, and there's so many different people there. It was awesome to see, and um, all wearing an orange shirt, and it didn't have to be natives. It was, it was beautiful. So they did a good job. Aquasasni did a good job presenting it. Yeah, I was there too. I saw. In fact, I saw Carol was talking to him. But uh, yeah, that stuck in my mind too when I was walking around the park and. Uh, Saying to myself, man, we're a diverse city now. Uh, not like it was 30 mm -hmm. when I grew up. You know, yeah. Um, it, we're we're uh, uh, very diverse. Uh, probably one of the most diverse mm -hmm. small communities in Eastern Ontario. And uh, back to Carol, about your uh, businesses and ramps. That I think there's money available from the city heart of the city fund if a downtown business or a business in Wabash wants to do that. I think there's money. Mm -hmm. I know there's money available to fix up their front and make it more accessible. Oh, thank you. So I can remember that. If I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll move on to, uh, since we're talking about business now, I'll move on to our downtown. Um, so Cornwall is kind of unique because we have two kind of downtowns area. Um, mm -hmm. I want to ask you both what you think of the downtown areas. Uh, do you think they are healthy? Do you think we're successful? Um, what would you do to make it more successful? I know that like there's been a lot of new businesses coming on to, to Pitt Street, uh, which is awesome mm -hmm. to see. Uh, so do you think it's healthy? Do you think our, our, our downtown core is healthy? I, I think it's very healthy. There's uh, businesses uh, popping up a lot. I think the, the pop shops are, are good help too, to, to the Pitt Street area. Um, they, it's nice that some of the businesses came to Pitt. They were out, off of Pitt and they came on to Pitt so that most like uh, the Spicy Pearl and, and the popcorn shop, they were, all came on Pitt Street instead of being on the edge on the first street. So it's a, uh, it was nice of them to make that pit even more uh, in, interesting. But uh, the other one would be Le Village, right? And there's so many empty stores in Le Village. 
it's it's sort of heartbreaking <laughs> to see that mostly that you know if you're a French community le village is your area and there's nothing much there to encourage it to encourage people to go walk down there and shop and do whatever I think we need to encourage more le village also for for businesses mm-hmm. Claude yeah she's Carol's touching a very good point downtown seems to be doing okay uh considering what we just went through for the last two years. Uh, Le Village is a different animal. Um, money's available to fix up your buildings. And for some reason, uh, there's been some hesitancy on some businesses in Le Village or owners, I say business, not business, the owners, to really tap into that funding and spruce up their buildings. Um, it's been a challenge for our planning department, I'll put it that way, uh, Le Village. It's such a nice area. There's so much happening off the beaten path. Um, it, it, it's, it, you know, I, I get same feeling, Carol, when I drive down Montreal Road and I see those empty buildings. I'm saying, my goodness, uh, this is uh, such a, an important part of Cornell's history. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, we're working on it. That's all I can say. Our planning department does a great, you know, really works hard on it. And uh, uh, again, there's, 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 they can, the heart of the city money is available, but for some reason, certain owners, and maybe it's because they don't live in the city sometimes, but mm-hmm. uh, it's a challenge. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, it, it's not easy to be in business, as you folks know. Uh, my wife and I ran a business for 35 years, and my brother had another business, ran 45 years, and he retired from it. And a lot of challenges, a lot of hard work, and... Uh, so it's, and for what we went through the last two years, uh, running a business was not an easy uh, go. And, uh, but I think a lot of us, our small businesses, the mom and pop operations as we call them, have uh, survived it and I think we'll move ahead, mm-hmm. hopefully. Okay, so I'm gonna circle back because we had a comment while you guys were answering this question. Um, so, she says, I didn't really understand what they are doing to promote diversity other than that they see we have a lot of different ethnicity people around. Um, are they actively volunteering or organizing events geared towards diversity? Myself, I don't uh, organize diversity, but when I'm on the Arts Collective Committee, and that's concerning the Arts Center and the Arts Hall of Fame. And I was able to be on the committee to choose the, the nominees for this year. And we tried to make it, you know, a little bit of everybody, um, you know, male, female, uh, native, and we try to get a little bit of everybody. And diversity, I think it's, it, it needs to be started off. I mean, I myself being in a wheelchair, it's hard to start continuing, but I accept anybody who comes in. I'm with the ACFO SDG. ACFO SDG has um, started, uh, helped ladies, uh, some black ladies start a committee of their own, uh, an organization of the, their own francophone. And um, there, it, it's really got pushed uh, there's a whole bunch of ladies that were uh, there in this group, and I think you're referring I mean, to the ACFO, right? ACFO, yes. Uh-huh. ACFO has another one. I, f- I forget what it is, but they st- they help start 
um, a, an organization. It, it's a bunch of uh, black ladies, and they're all usually uh, mostly came from Montreal, but they're here. They live here now, and they have this organization. They support each other, and ACFU is sort of overseeing them, sort of. But um, it, it's I, I I have no problem with them uh, organized being organized, and I or or helping in other any way or joining in um, at having events we uh, any event should include uh, a diverse uh, clientele clientele uh, anyway so it, there should not we we have to be at the point where you know there's enough people different kinds of people now in cornwall we can't be stuck on the old tradition where you know it's just us and that's it no there's a lot of people coming in cornwall they help us there they help the economy they work they do the job and i mean lee theodore look at that him he's the you know chambers uh man of the year <laughs> so it's it was nice to see that beautiful to see that he's so outgoing it's lovely and uh, i don't know i i just accept them all and uh, i planned i plan to be in committees with them and I'll, I'll help them organize whatever they want okay claude do you have any comments on that yeah well um because it's a, you know there are groups out there uh that promote diversity and with events and maybe perhaps some of them realize that there's money available through our grant process that's we reformed in this during this the last four years it, we took away, it was a political football before. Dean Hollingsworth did a great job and we, I was on that committee reorganizing where people can apply for funding. I think there were a couple of diverse groups that got funding for events. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, we got a wonderful park down there that uh, is, is, uh, can be used. Um, I would think that, I would say uh, if you're a, a group representing a diversity or uh, would look into uh, promoting these events and uh, it makes the community more aware of who you are, what you are, and where you came from, what you're doing for this community. Okay, thank you. Thank you guys, and thanks the individuals for running for counselor for their answers. Perfect. Now I have a question too, and I know this is a concern in Cornwall, the noise pollution, different mm -hmm. roads being used as racetracks. I know I live on 4th, Ours is definitely a racetrack. What can be done about that? Well, that's a good question. And it's been asked to me uh, in the last few months. And I've talked to the police chief, Shauna Spouter, about this. She has, whenever I believe in the next police budget or their business plan, they're going to uh, perhaps target, uh, the same way you target, target speeders. There's probably about, and we're talking about the dual mufflers exhaust uh -huh. system on on, on uh, steroids and uh, she she said you know the province should be taking the lead role in this but they're not but uh, we do have a noise bylaw and uh, they exceed it and i think you're going to see some action from the police department in the short uh, in the very near future um they have i think they have the equipment to do it and Anyway, that's where it stands now. It is a nuisance. And, I, you know, I was in getting my oil change at a shop one day, and the mechanic pointed to this exhaust system sitting in the corner. It was fairly new, and he said a person came in, had that exhaust system taken off, which was standard wear, uh, 
and it had a new dual pipe put on with a you know hybrid uh, super powered exhaust system and just didn't even want the other one. So they're even changing their exhaust system to make them noisier. Mm-hmm. You, you, you've seen it to come up to stoplight and they've mm-hmm. got a gunner and it's almost like let's see how much noise we can make and, yep. um, yeah yeah you know, it's, it's become a problem and I think it, it's going to be dealt with by the police department in not too distant future well okay. it, it used to be dealt with a long time ago when I was younger there used to be fines for, for the loudness of your muffler and I think that should come back is, is give fines the police would hear you and you're too loud, they give you a fine. And it doesn't have to be even a police officer following you. It could be, you know, like the corner of Second and Pitt is a noisy place. But if you if you have um, a monitor somewhere where the noise level is too high, you know, you take a picture, take a picture of the car, and yeah. uh, that person, the owner of that car, will get a nice fine in the mail. Yeah, there are well, devices I, for that. Yeah. yeah, I know when I moved to Cornwall, they were even fining for dark windows, like, you know, windows that were blacked out and stuff. So, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> so, um, next question, and that's going to be the last one for today, guys. I don't want to. Uh, I know you're preparing for the tonight's debate, which is <laughs> probably going to be a lot more extensive. Um, although I think you guys have like two minutes to explain what you're trying to do, right? Is that what it is? There's no question period. No, there's I, two I'm minutes. Not, I won't be there. I'm oh, you, yeah, you won't be there. Like, I'm tested positive and there's another counselor. I won't name yes. It, They've also tested positive. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, well, no, we, have, we have two minutes with Kojigo, every one of us, except for the okay. mayor. The mayors are, are having a, uh, okay. So, um, so, you know, anytime a new business pops up, oftentimes my Lisa and I, my Lisa especially is always out and about, like she's riding around mm-hmm. and about and, um, but we, we get to talk to them. And, and one of the things we hear fairly often is how it was, hard to start a business in Cornwall. There was a lot of of red red tape tape, to to Mm -hmm. deal with. So is, like, Claude, it's going to be a question more for you right now because you are on council. Mm -hmm. Has this been discussed? And is this something, like for Carol, is this something that you would um, tackle in if you do uh, end up on council? Yeah, I I think the the issue is when it comes to permits. And uh, that's what I've heard. Starting about business is one thing, but getting permits, uh, yeah, there's been some difficulty there. Um, uh, there's things called rules and regulations is how severely you enforce them. Uh, uh, as I said, uh, you folks have been in business, are in business. Uh, my family's been in business, and there are challenges. And uh, I can tell you, as one member of a council, uh, there's been a pretty good council, we're always concerned about uh, new businesses and trying to get help them as much as we can. That's why we have the Heart of City program and that. Um, uh, but again, it's my hat off. My hat off to anybody who goes ahead and starts up a business. It's not easy. They always say if you make the first three years, you're home free. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they don't what is it, my least like eleven and counting? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot Good more for than you three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the process needs to be looked at and, and see if it can be 
uh, made faster or cut cut corners somewhere to make it uh, or take the time uh, cut the time between applying for a license and getting the license i heard it's a long time between uh, applying and getting your per, your permission to do so. So, so for for case in point, like when COVID happened, you guys were terrific in uh, doing like temporary measures for businesses to have a patio and you know so they could. But now that COVID is done, these temporary measures are gone, and some of the people who did have a patio in the past were not interested in getting a patio this year because it was way too complicated and they needed like uh engineers and they needed like you know so is there a way to kind of improve that but anyways you guys answered i'm not gonna have you answer again um we did have a comment from sarah good you mentioned bylaw and police but there are other ways to slow down traffic such as widening sidewalk what are your thoughts on turning some of these busy streets into two-way streets mm -hmm. do we have the resources to give out enough fines to make a difference anybody you want to answer? <laughs> anybody i don't uh, think street has been has been one way for so many years to change it to a two-way i don't think so pit um pit was a two-way at one time um i i really uh i grew up in cornwall i'm from cornwall born and raised So pit being a one way, it sort of affected me. I don't like it because you have to think, okay, where's that store? I have to go one up or whatever, one street up or two street up, depending on the one ways. So it's, um, it affected me, but I don't know if it, uh, an up and down, a two way street on pit would help. I mean, right now there's good traffic. It seems to go smoothly. So um, pit, I don't, I wouldn't change it. But fourth, either I wouldn't change it, but maybe some others. I don't know. Smaller ones could be changed to a two-way. Well, when the city went to the one-way street system, it was after uh, I believe a study was done by a consultant, uh, a consulting firm, and the theory is uh, it reduces accidents. And I don't know if there's been any follow-up studies for that, but that's what we we're told. Same with roundabouts; they reduce accidents. Um, I don't know if the two, if we're going to talk about the noise factor, if the two-way street and wider sidewalks are going to uh, reduce that because, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm go back to the stop sign, stop light, guy steps on the accelerator and away he goes yeah. and he sees how much yeah. noise he can make. I don't know. Uh, good thoughts, Sarah, but uh, I don't know if that's going to help. Okay. There's only about 60, I estimate there's about 60 of these, 60 to 100 of these hybrid or uh, exhaust systems on steroids and i think once the word got out that they were having you know, tickets for these things would change in a hurry mm -hmm. yeah i know uh you're talking about uh different streets going like two-way streets unfortunately a lot of people come up forth the wrong way and end up on uh, mm -hmm. cumberland and go straight through because there's no stop sign right probably mm -hmm. a lot of people from out of town that don't know are one ways well but... also you're at this you're at the corner where um fourth is actually a two-way and then mm -hmm. turns into a one-way yeah. so that's that's kind of confusing but yeah yeah but 
Well, I went down Sydney, like I call it COVID brain. Claude, you're going to experience that maybe. Um, I've never done that in my entire life. And last week I turned down the wrong way on Sydney. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Anyways. <laughs> All right. So guys, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Um, I it worked well with two counselors. I can't wait to see how it's going to be with eight next week. <laughs> yeah, that's going <laughs> to be interesting. More extensive. Yeah, but thank you so much, Claude. Um, well, please rest and. Yeah. Thank you for your contribution to this uh, election campaign. Uh, good for the seeker. Hey, we try. We try. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good day. Thank you. Have a good bye, bye, Carol. Have a good day. Good night. Thanks. See you tonight. All right. Well, that was fun. Yeah, there was a couple of questions that we didn't get to ask. I mean, there was one about the doctors and the clinics, but I mean, um, I you know, I I I that's very little they can do about that that kind of stuff. I think. Yeah, you know? like attracting doctors to Cornwall. No, attract like there's a we we got a um a press release last week about more doctors coming to the yeah. ER. Like it's it's different with um like i don't think city council is not doing anything to attract doctors and i don't think that they can really like you know put up the incentives i think there's a lot it has a lot to do like i'm not so knowledgeable on the topic yeah. but i think it has a lot to do with provincial and federal yeah. um funding as well so anyway exactly all right well, that was interesting, though. It was. It interesting. was. It was. Too bad that uh, Claude Poirier didn't join us, but we'll see what he has to say tonight at the debate. So everybody who uh, doesn't know there is a debate going on tonight at the Best Western starting at 5 o'clock with the councillors and the mayoral debate is on from 7 to 9. So that should be quite so interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing the um mayoral debate yeah um i think i'm gonna play a little video right now um if i can find it uh it was on our facebook page i think i know which video you're talking about <laughs> um hold on i just gotta find it so one of the um people running for mayor is um quite a character mm -hmm. and is stirring quite as is causing quite a stir in in the community um i can't find it now hold on it's not you're looking on our facebook page it's not that far down i don't think oh well i'm going and going and going and i can't find it anyways i don't know if he's confirmed is um is um is attendance for tonight i think they're you all know? going to be there yeah from what i understood they're all all four are going to be there okay i'm good i'm just gonna type uh so because i want people to to see it if they haven't seen it seen it um here we go you found it good i found it i don't know if it's gonna have sound you're gonna have to tell me if the sound is included on there Did you hear that? Yeah, very, very. It's quite quiet. Mm -hmm. 
It's quite quiet. So that's all I'm going to put right now. There's like uh, three minutes and 26 seconds of this. So if you're interested, just type uh, Jordan Pope's mayoral candidate Cornwall, Ontario to see the entire video. But um, I don't even know. I don't know if this guy's serious or not. Like, I, <laughs> I, I can't wrap my head around him. Like, I'm not sure if he's if it's him him or if he's like your weird al yankovic and mm -hmm. you know doing a parody of i don't know like i can't wait to see how he performs tonight yeah yeah to see how he answers questions or yeah. if he's going so, to wrap if or if he's going to wrap them all out how who knows <laughs> it, it'll be interesting for sure because i mean i've i've chatted with the guy before i've i remember back way back in the day mm -hmm. i had a chat or two and the guy is not like He's not dumb, you know? He has more than two brain cells. So, yeah. so I don't know if his angle is comedy and parody is, is uh, or if reaching this is people. Just his, yeah, or this if, is just his way to get noticed, you know? And I have people no to remember him because I certainly no do. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, he got 20 signatures to run, so it'll be interesting. It'll yeah. be interesting to see how many votes he gets. That's yeah. for sure. You definitely know the guy with the blue hair. The guy with the blue hair. It. <laughs> it's like, um, out with the old and in with the, the blue, he says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. So For sure. Yeah, seven to nine, it's the uh, mayoral candidates tonight. So that, that's yeah. going to be when you see the what he has to say so um for those who don't know so who's running for mayor is uh glenn grant justin Townsend. you'll be quizzed on that my lisa and i are going to go on the streets and we're going to quiz you for this so glenn grant justin Towndale, uh jordan popes and james larue yeah. and do you know who james larue is i have no clue james larue i don't know i haven't seen him i've seen have. one sign i think I haven't seen him around. I don't know who he is. I don't know where he's from. I don't know, like, I don't know nothing. So I guess tonight we'll get to see who James LaRue is. Yep. And invite him on our uh, on our show on the 18th. Because, oh, yeah, so we have the candidates on uh, next week, the 7th. Uh, no, the 10th, Tenth. the 17th. And then on the 18th at night from 7 to 9, we're going to have mayors uh, coming in, having a chat with us. Mayoral candidates, I should say, not mayors. Mayoral mayor candidates, candidates. Come, yep. have, yeah, coming to have a chat with us. That'll be fun. Yeah, we're trying to make it informal. It's, you know. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, we're not hosting debates. We're just having chats with them. Friendly chats. Yeah. No timekeeping, stuff like that. It's just no. come chat with the secret. Well, chicks. mind you, when we have like eight or nine of them, we might have to stick to uh, brief answers. I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes next week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else to mention? Do you have any events coming up? 
I was trying to find a few events going on while you guys were chatting, but uh, I didn't manage to, <laughs> to get too much in that department. But yeah, the mood walks, if you have a chance, join up with the mood walks. It's yep. uh, Tuesday in, I believe she's a Friday, and at 8.45 at the Bandshell in Lamoureux Park is okay. the first ones. It's it's a really good uh, good chance to get out, walk, and meet other people and chat while you're walking. So, mm -hmm. and, and walking is so good for your mental health. Like it is just being in nature and you know seeing. Like right now, it's so beautiful too. Like it's so pretty. It's everything is like you know yellow and red. And I know. Oh my God! Speaking of red, did you see the bugs on my house? No. No, you've oh, still got that. You've still got I posted a video. It's the worst year ever. Wow. You should see all these bugs. Like, and every day I go with my sprayer and I spray with like, because they say dish soap kills them. I don't know what it kills. Because I mean, I'm spraying them with dish soap the next day they're back or it's a new set of them or I don't know. But if it's a new set of them, like I've, I've killed thousands and they're still coming. Like, so what? They're outside or getting outside, in? Outside. Oh going to say thank god they're not yeah, no, getting no, in. no not, not inside outside but i mean the odd one comes in once in a while because you know yeah there's so many of them when i open the door there's some that make their way in but oh my gosh like the there was like a a a, a, a coating of them on on my siding wow. in the front they love the south wall for some reason yeah but they come off uh it, what what tree is it that they come off it's the box the, elder the maple the, the box elder maple that's right next to to my house and everybody's telling me you're gonna have to chop that tree if you don't want the bugs like um i don't see anybody else have this like i guess box elders are gone like nobody else has a box elder well i know we had a couple of those and i know what they look like they're red they're they're red and they have little the black feet yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. the red and mm -hmm. i had seen a couple around here we don't have any but box elders but uh and i saw only a couple of them here thank goodness not like what you're talking about no, they're attracted to the uh the tree that's why i got them and the tree that fell in my yard that was mm -hmm. also a box elder oh, so okay. i have like, a few of them anyway oh well yeah, but the colors, like you were saying, are just beautiful, too, because when we're driving out to Martintown, it's just gorgeous. Like, it's just like orange, yellow, different colors. Even the fields, it just looks like carpet and then the trees. And I love this time of year. I love the weather, too. So not too hot. Just perfect. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, on that note, I think we're going to bid you farewell for this week, guys. I hope that you have a wonderful week. Hopefully it's not going to be too cold. Hey, it was like minus one today when the kids went to school. Well, Either. today they, we're having the gas turned on because uh, Sheldon had it turned off. Now we're having it put back on to get ready for the winter. So mm -hmm. no kidding. All right. So guys, have a good week. And have yourself a super duper day. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.